0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tales Season 2, Episode 3. It is called Baggage. Uh, we don't bring anything like that to this show, do we? We don't have any. No, no, awful, there's, there's awful nothing there between us. No. <laughs> Just seething <laughs> hatred. Anyway, uh, so full spoilers for the episode, as always. Um, and, you know, I-, I felt like this episode was like. A journey, and it was literally a journey, but like I felt like the number of locations June went through by the time we got to the end. I'm like, man, I'm so used to this show being like just the, the same house, the same little handmade sort of area at the yeah, school, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, a couple of little areas. Yeah, I'm so used to like the same two or three areas that having this many locations was feeling really strange. But it did help build the world up a little bit, in the mythology, because we, we talked a lot last season about how it kept adding on new layers of, okay, so how's this world working? Because, okay, we've got this little narrow window of what's going on, but it's all from the handmaid perspective. And one of the things we questioned a lot last season is, well, is everyone a commander, and then everyone has a handmaid? And all the women who aren't married are handmaids, and you know, we weren't sure about the specifics of that stuff, and this episode seems to kind of uh, embellish that a little bit. And you know, there are couples, there are families that are around. Seemingly yeah. the ones who are picked for handmaids are the ones who these seem unfit in some way, whether it's because they're gay or because they they're the religion or just because of things they've done in their past. Uh, we find out I mean this was probably implied before, but we find out that like, having an abortion on your record is just immediate colony. Like yeah. you just you kill you kill a child. You you sentenced to death, basically, immediately. So I was filling out that stuff a little bit, a little bit more. Um mm-hmm. Like that uh so yeah, where to begin uh so obviously there was some stuff in canada as well but we'll save that uh t- t- yeah, later, it's very separate isn't it uh, i think we'll stick with june who you know she's in the, the the boston globe and we see that she's jogging we actually we find out a little bit later on it's been two months there's been a two-month time jump
1: yeah
0: which i think is very notable given she's pregnant i feel like there might be time jumps here or there throughout the season.
1: I can see, you know, the, the season taking place over the nine months, yeah. give or
0: take. Yeah, I, I really can Um But she's not quite showing yet, she's still, you know, she's running around, she's doing her that stuff, and we see that her mural's kind of, like, grown, and she's kind of added more to it. We also mm-hmm. see she's become, because she's had no, no time, or she's had nothing but time, she's basically just kind of looking through the archives of the newspaper, and listening to, like, interviews and recordings, and looking at all their, their notes and stuff and it's almost like she's she's obsessing over how the world got this way because she's not really had time to maybe process it up because up until now she's been too busy being scared and trying to like mm. survive or trying to you know not not be suicidal or whatever like there's the turmoil she's been through where she's actually had some time over this two months to just actually sit and process what's
1: yeah it's different isn't it
0: yeah uh, and you know we hear these different recordings, and it leads into flashbacks of the episode, which is us getting to know her mother, uh, in the name of uh, Holly. Uh, she's she's kind of a dick. She is kind of a dick. Uh, and this is actually, I believe, I mean, I don't know if these scenes specifically are from the book, but I do know that the the one thing that was left out of season one and the flashbacks was her relationship with her mother, which was part of the book. And I know that much. Yeah so uh, i was okay all right so that's still pulling some stuff from the book and i i someone did comment saying our mother and mother in the book was this activist and this was like kind of the backstory so at least again they're keeping that and what i thought was really interesting about all this is that i liked that she was kind of layered in that okay everything she's fighting for is just she's got points that are valid yeah but she is a complete dick about it and when she tries to like overstep into June's life and say, "Oh, you shouldn't get married to that guy. Like, oh, you're giving your life up to a man." You know, it's just you know. I think this episode was showing that okay, too far in the other direction perhaps is also not exactly but, appealing.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can't say it's just as bad given where we're. No, it's not just it. as
0: bad. That's no, no, like. But it's it's not good either. Is is the point? You know, it's it's yeah. still
1: controlling.
0: Yeah, she's trying to control Julian, and you, know, you should be this, You should do that. And it's like, no, no. The whole point is she has the freedom to choose what she does with her life. She has the freedom to be one thing or the other. Yeah. Um. And, but you no, know, it was layered because the whole episode. Because when we get to the end, uh, and she's she's talking about how she hopes one day Hannah can forgive her, and I wish I could tell my mother I forgive her as well. Uh, but I, I like that it. it wasn't just. In retrospect, she's like, "Oh, my mother was like right all along. I, I should have listened to her and been an activist, and I should have done all these things." It's it's more layered than that, and I like that. Yeah it's yeah, not just definitely. you know clearly right and wrong it's shades of grey, shades of uh, yeah because it's not even saying
1: so. that she was right, She's saying I forgive her but that doesn't mean yeah. she was necessarily that she thinks she was right,
0: she can just have you know okay it's not important anymore, I've got past it oh sure yeah, I mean she wasn't, I mean she was definitely right to be concerned oh <laughs> given, yeah, yeah, given where the world has went clearly, she, she you know Vindicated yeah. in that sense, uh, I think one would say it. But
1: right, and uh, but this is the thing. I think June always agreed with her in principle, oh, right? You know, yeah. And, and it was the the way that she she didn't like her forcing it onto her to, to change her choices. So she's. I think now what she's forgiven her for is, is that specifically. As oh, absolutely. Yeah. Really
0: matter. No, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think um, a, a big part of it is kind of accepting, or, or maybe acknowledging. Because like, I think before, maybe she just hated her mother, she just ha- held this grudge with her mother on how she was and didn't see the positive qualities, didn't see the... Because obviously we get some other flashbacks where they're, they're singing in the car and they're, they're having this friendly drive. and.
1: Yeah, that... it was, you know, uh, Hollaback Girl. Was that song in it last season? Because for some reason it was really like... I, I, I was just like, I, I remember it being like, I was like, oh yeah, this might have been a thing. But I don't I, know if I it was this show remember. or not.
0: Uh, I, I don't know the song enough to recognise it, <laughs> so... Ah, uh, fair enough. So, uh, you're asking the wrong guy, but... Uh, but yeah, there was, there was lots of little things that came out of this, like she's sort of like self-reflecting, and just the idea that before... Because there's a, there's a big moment in the episode where she decides to take action, she's not just going to wait around. Mm. And then that kind of goes back again to before, where she almost ignored the problems until it was too late. Mm. And she's kind of choosing this time to try and take action. No. Ultimately, it's futile. I mean, we get to the end of the episode, of course, it, it all comes crashing down anyway, and we'll get to the, the sort of details of that. But I, I think I just I think this was an interesting exploration of just people who have the the wrong ideas, the right ideas, go about them the right way and the wrong way, and how those can mix and match, and how they can have varying degrees, and how there's no just absolute right thing. Uh, there's, yeah, definitely. There's definitely absolutes in the sense of absolutely, women should not be you know handmaids. <laughs> Yes, yeah. clearly. But uh, I was, was looking at the complexities a little bit more of that and just the, the interpersonal relationship side, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, the
1: idea that someone can be objectively right in their opinions, in, mm-hmm. in their morals, but they can be wrong in the way that they express those and go about enforcing them, etc.
0: Yeah, because there's even a, there's a flashback at one point to the early Handmaid days when she's with Moira and they're being trained... Yeah. And Antlady is one of the things they critique, and we don't, obviously they mentioned this last season but just for the context of this they, they critique that no one was paying attention to the climate and the fact that the world was getting destroyed and no one was really caring about it and again, these methods of how they're going about fixing it or battling it now, yes, not the right way to go about it but you can't deny that that's an issue that most people who sympathise with, with it so yeah, yeah, we should probably pay more attention do, to we climate should do change. something, Yes, but, but not this Not this, not sending people who you deem to be concentration camp while they to go and die slowly as they process it yes
1: and enemies of the state as it were
0: yeah so a bunch of, bunch of awful stuff um, in fact clicking out of this team I want to jump over to Amoura scene actually because I, I think the whole idea of like there being good people bad people right ideas wrong ideas and not necessarily attached in the way that you would think they would be Mm. Um, there's a scene where she's actually you now working for the the you know the refugees coming in she's actually you know there yeah. to greet them and talk them through the process because she's like oh yeah when i arrived i was like a, i was like a zombie it's hard to process you know against all your emotions and the guy she's talking to i thought was interesting because he he was one of the the what was it was, was the word he guardians he was one yes. of the the guards who sort of around and enforced the rules the, the soldiers essentially yeah and he was like oh yeah it was awful they were making us do all these things and it was kind of this thing like i think because of the context of this show and the eyes we've seen it through we've always just kind of seen them as villainous we've never stopped to consider that some of them are actually doing this because they're scared of what will happen if they don't
1: yeah and i think he was saying he used to be just you know he was a soldier he was in the army and then it just kind of got converted into this one day it just and, you know, they didn't
0: necessarily notice because it was like, you know, they, they follow orders, as soldiers, that's what they're supposed yeah. to do. And it was then kind of, of like sudden... um, last episode with the airport, how the guy at the front seemed like a decent guy who was just doing his job. But then they got into the further in bit, you know, yeah. with the actual desk and the, the guy was just completely, he completely believed in everything they were doing, all the rules. He was like a diehard believer. Mm. Um, and it's clearly showing that, there was, again, there's different increments. Yeah. Um, so, and again, I think that's interesting, but this guy's like, oh yeah, like we were hanging bodies and he's like breaking down and Moira's practically breaking down as he's telling her this. Like she's like, oh, we've got counselling on 4-3. You can just go there. Don't yeah. talk to me about this, please.
1: I, I think it's the idea that, okay, you know, there are a lot of people involved and individually none of them are standing up, right? Mm. And, you know, you can look at them and say, well, you should be, you know, you should be standing up. You're in a position of power. You've got guns, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you know, he's, he feels that he's on his own, right? Yeah. And, you know, because cause there is no organized resistance, as most of them know it. There's just kind of bits here or bits there, escapes here.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they're
1: yeah they feel equally
0: as trapped, even though they're not in as awful a position. And in the same case, we obviously we'll get to how we get there, but we get to this family who kind of helped him in for a little bit in the middle of the episode, and again, it feels like no. We know he's like part of the resistance in his own, like, sort of anonymous way because he was going to transport her. But the wife is like a, like a shocked and appalled to see like June in her home and she's like keeping her son away from him. And obviously, June's seeing like, you know, don't put the, the shoes on, it's reminding her of her own daughter and you know, all these little moments. But uh, there's this great thing where you know they go out to church. So it's like mandatory church to like prove that they're devoted and everything else. And they're going out, and she's actually just sort like, of looking around the house. She's tidying up, and she hides under the bed at one point because there's someone outside, and she finds a, a Quran and like a you know a, a prayer mat, and it's like yeah. no, even these people are hiding things. Like they they're still scared of being. Found- like, everyone is scared of being. That's it because we know that the the religion of the
1: state is some variation upon Christianity. Mm-hmm. We we kind of got that last season, but I think this is the even the most explicit we've got that you know even any hint of other religions are completely outlawed. I mean it yeah. was assumed, but we never saw any of it because again June never saw any of it.
0: Yeah, and it's just, it's this idea that even people who you think are not actually benefiting, but seem to be doing okay in this society, are all hiding things that like this society is benefiting no one but the people who actually have the power. And th- yeah. you know, th- you know, the commanders, the the higher ups, and um, everyone else, is, in some way, is hiding something. Some obviously, I'm not saying that this family's given up as much as someone like Jun has, because Jun has went through absolute hell. But everyone's <laughs> yeah, but living in fear.
1: The, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting when eventually we inevitably come across a commander who is more sympathetic. Mm. I'm sure they're going to do it. And I'll, I'm really intrigued to see how they manage to do that and make it seem genuinely sympathetic, because it's a you know hard task to
0: pull off. Yeah, either a commander who's sympathetic or is outright part of the resistance. Like that could yeah. be a great twist moment, as you think the a commander's got her on something, like oh you've been caught doing something, or and then he just like it turns out no, he's actually like you know high up in it, the inside, if you will. It it, it kind of feels like an obvious thing to do, right? At some point. At some point, yeah. And
1: uh, I'm okay with that. This isn't one of those. Oh, it's obvious, so don't do it. It's no, no, no. There's so much potential in that that they're bound to do it.
0: And I think it pokes fun at tropes as well because there's a there's a scene later on where uh, you know June's narrating and she's talking about how the, the irony that she's been raised to be independent and strong and fierce and all that, but she's in this world now where she's constantly waiting on men to save her. And it's not because she's not strong and independent. It's just because this is a society that's there's more. It's this you know, or nothing. Yeah. Um, and again it's like sort of like this, this is what the men in power want is they want women to feel that like they have to be saved by men because otherwise they're screwed on their own um and it's a complete fabrication of power because of, they're enforcing it you know yes exactly so no it's uh and again that's the thing fear is power fear people feared or you know have having fear of being found out for the religion found out for having a sexuality whatever it may be all over the place like everyone is being controlled by fear and then in the middle of this episode you've just got this, this suspenseful tale of June you know she's taken from the Boston Globe and I liked when she was leaving the Globe she was kind of looking around and it was almost like she's. this is almost home because she's been here for two months and it's kind of safe and she's kind of almost bonded with all the people who were here because she heard their voices she read their articles and you know so, you yeah. know, and obviously, we never mentioned this last episode, but presumably the reason why they were all just killed is I imagine that this was a paper that was not exactly for the new regime. Well, Maybe I mean, against you know, it. the,
1: the Globe has a, a reputation in itself. Yeah. Uh, and, and I imagine, you know, th- this kind of happened to a lot of the, the press, the free press, at least anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, you know, they, they, they didn't take it lightly because, you know, the, that, that side of the press can be very liberal and, you know, outspoken. Well, yeah, again, and it's a that, symbol
0: that's... of freedom, free speech, all that. Everything. Right, exactly. And of course, that
1: that's going to backfire for them in that sort of scenario.
0: Yeah, so she she's on the truck, she's told to wait here, and she's actually dropped off. The man is very nice from the truck, he drops her off. He's so like, okay, someone will be here soon. Uh, I don't know where you're going. Because that's, that's the thing we're getting is that the resistance, they're all very, fr- like, no one knows each other. They don't know each other's names. Yeah, the, at one point she just... says, oh, did uh, you know? do you know when Nick will see me? He's like, He's like who's Nick? He doesn't yeah. even know who Nick is.
1: Yeah, it very much feels like cells, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah, you know, they're, they're operating independently of each other. There's it's probably some. There's someone clearly above them, sending the orders out. Who knows? Okay, mm. you know, t- telling them go and meet at this place, at th- this time. But individually, they know nothing.
0: So she dropped off, and this was fascinating because this was, this was a building where they'd stored because they'd taken down all the road signs, and this is a building with all the road signs from the you know the state or you know at least the surrounding cities, mm-hmm. and. She's just looking at all these roadsides. signs. This was another like fascinating idea of like, oh yeah, like someone had to go around and take all these down. And this is where they all are. And of course, a little on the nose, but I can't deny that it was effective. is she lands on Salem, uh, there's this, you know, there's the sign for Salem, uh, and it's like, yeah, it's just, it's all it's, I mean, it's worse than the witch trials at this point. But this is essentially the new version of it. It is, it is. It's you know being hunted for doing nothing essentially. Yeah. And obviously the resistance member who shows up who's part of the family never got a name. I don't think. Did he ever give his name? I don't think he did. Uh, o- Omar, I think. Did, no, the the wife. The wife said it at some point. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, he never said his name to her though. He never like offered it up. He never introduced yeah. himself. No, but I think she said it. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, because another powerful scene is that he's about to take her. He's like, okay, there's going to be a, a plane here. There's a runway. There's uh, it does a lot of you know back and forth. You know, black market goods, that kind of thing. And we're going to sneak you off in that. And then he gets a text, essentially. Mm. And he's like, Oh, sorry, I have to leave you. And he's just like, I'm so sorry, but I need to go. And yeah, t- safe house isn't safe anymore. And he just he gets in his truck, he's going to go. And she just like pleads. She gets out in front of the car, she's buying the window, she just stands there. There's that great shot where she's just standing in front of the truck and the headlights are kind of, you know, giving her a silhouette almost. Yeah. And she's just mouthing the word please over and over again. She is so helpless. And he gets angry slams looks you know hits his wheel not because he's he's angry at her for stopping him but because he's angry because he knows he can't live with himself he doesn't if he doesn't do yeah. it he's, he's angry at himself for being too much of a good person yeah, essentially yeah uh, because he knows he puts himself in danger which is why his wife is upset when she's at the house uh, and you know and we get all this stuff and her big plan when she's sick of waiting is she steals some clothes from the wife to look like you know they all dress and she she walks outside, and it, it's this great thing you know, the music's really tense as she's coming down the stairwell. And the, you know, where the camera's outside, we're sort of following her down the stairwell outside from the windows. And then when she gets out the front door, music goes away, the silence, she and really she's attended. just walking down the path. Other, you know, other wives are around, there's guys with the guns, of course, and she's just walking. and Honestly. I was just like tense the entire time. Like so she's walking out of this building. She gets to the train. She's on the train. She sits there on the train. She's trying to sneak a look at the map that she got from the guy, and she you know, the whole you're thing.
1: Just, you're just waiting for someone to catch her, right? You?
0: You're, you're just waiting for it, and she, you know, she says, you know, uh, some of the phrases, you know, "Blessed day," you know, "Oh, thank yeah. God it's not raining." All, all, all the stuff that we've heard her say before is yeah. a handmaid. She's using it all to try and get away. And, what I think's really powerful about this episode is that she ultimately decides because there was several moments in towards the end she gets to the guy at the plane and she's like proving that she's a handmaid and then there's this other driver you know kind of like Nick but he's trying to get, escape as well so they're both going and the 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 plane's spinning up and she's having her flashbacks she's talking about her mother and there's several moments where she's thinking of her daughter she's thinking of Hannah yeah. and I kept waiting for the moment where she says hey stop the plane um because I was really expecting the end of this episode to be the choice to stay because she needs to get her daughter somehow. That's, oh, what, really? I was, that's okay. what I was expecting the ending to be. Um, I, I was just waiting, because I was like, this is going too well, something's yeah, going to go wrong. That, that is also fair, because it was funny, because halfway through this, I was kind of thinking, like, okay, she, she did the whole thing where she burned her handmade outfit and all the rest of it, and we said, okay, she doesn't want to go back to that ever, she's done with that. That doesn't necessarily mean that she won't go back to that if she's caught, and honestly, I was thinking of the, the potential of what happens if she does get caught and goes back. Um and she does get caught, of course, at the end of the episode. And all I can th- honestly, my big worry now, I am terrified of Serena Joy and Aunt Lydia next episode. I am absolutely terrified of what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you know something is is particularly <laughs> interesting is that I think it was you know the, the wife of the family. She said to us like you know, I I could never give up my baby. I'd kill myself before I did that. Mm. And she says you know I, I used to think that, but she doesn't yeah. anymore.
0: And I think that and that's the powerful thing because I was expecting the moment of no, stop the plane. I need to get out. I'm not going. I was expecting that and instead what they gave me was her saying I hope Hannah can forgive me one day for this. She actually accepts that she is going to leave her daughter behind to escape. She makes that choice and then she's caught anyway. That is like this show is very good at giving you hope and then pulling you back down again and this episode might have been the most like Concentrated dose of hope for a long time because it, it was is, all hope. It's, it's
1: hope, going hope. pretty smoothly, even when something yeah. goes wrong, and you, you, uh, you know, w- uh, with the guy in the van, he's like, you know, can't drop you off. Sorry, I'm leaving you here. It, it, even when that starts, it, it kind of doesn't last that long. Until okay, all right, fine, he's
0: going to take her in and say, okay, it's still, it's not the plan, but it's still going okay. It, of course, logistically, I'm thinking, well, what is the show if she actually does get out and goes to Canada at this point? Like, what was the show after that? The rebellion. Trying to get more people out? Her yeah. I mean, back to
1: fight, I guess.
0: Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, so, obviously, in a logistical point of view, it makes sense for her to go back. Uh, but I, I think it's really cruel. I think it's cruel that she makes the choice to leave her daughter behind, and then she has to stay anyway. And she it's has to live gets, with that. She
1: gets so far as well.
0: Yeah. So, it's, it's, really, it's really, really sad and depressing. This show, I feel like I need that after watching it every time. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> man i i'm not looking forward to uh i mean i am and i but i'm not with the with, lady is going to be an nightmare next week
1: mm, pretty much her, her one thing is okay she's she's pregnant still so there's only a, there's still a limit to how much they can do to her right now for seven months yes yeah. we we have seen the limit admittedly we saw what they did to that other woman
0: yeah, What's well well, a good know, point? She, she theoretically should just go back, but she should be just put in that situation right away, right after trying to escape with us. You'd think. I'll think it actually we'll go down that path because I think the show, I think we may get an episode of her in that situation, and then like eventually, like the commander and Serena will insist that she comes back home.
1: i would say the the argument for the reason that she's not mm. is that the woman who is in there, she tried to kill the baby, essentially, right. Yeah.
0: That's true, yeah. uh, She didn't try to kill the baby. She just tried to run, yeah. She
1: tried to run, but she never tried to kill herself. She never tried to kill the baby. She never harmed it. So, you know, that might get her some leeway. Yeah. Weirdly.
0: (laughs) Bizarrely, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: As much leeway as this is going to count, I'm not sure, but... So it's not just that.
0: Yeah, no. It's, uh... Yeah, so yeah, all stuff with uh, Jim was great, uh, and her mother was great too. Um, and it, what I thought was great is that sometimes the stuff with her mother and the flashbacks was very on the nose, but that was kind of the point because that's who her mother is—is is that everything's about the, the cause yeah. and the activists, and uh, so you know all that played really well. Um, and it's kind of—it's actually—I think it's actually really impressive that this this show in particular challenges the idea of someone who is too much of an activist because in the context of this show. Arguably, no one should feel like that. <laughs> Everyone should be like gun ho about changing things because it's they,
1: they should be, yeah. Like in theory, you should be entirely on her side. It's like she's right. We know she's right because look what happened. Yeah, but you still kind of go. Yeah, she's kind of a dick, though.
0: <laughs> I like that. She responds to this. she's kind of a dick.
1: But <laughs> that's that's the point, right? You suppo- yeah. you like I say you're supposed to feel like this that you know that like she's she's right no matter what, but. She is being not again. She's not being just as bad, but she is being controlling to to a fault where she really shouldn't
0: be. She's she's being controlling to a point where she's basically pushing her daughter away. Yeah,
1: she's she's pushing her, her agenda, which is admittedly a better agenda, but she is still saying no. You can't marry this guy because that defeats the whole argument of our cause. You know, we would, you know you can't just give yourself up to someone. Whereas June's like, you know what? No, I, I like him. I want to get married to him. This is, this is cool. This is my choice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, all, all that stuff was uh, really fascinating. And the stuff we Cad, obviously, we've talked about the scene with Moira and the new uh, refugee, but we also see uh, with Luke's, Luke's friend, who doesn't talk, Erin, uh, I think her name is. Um, sure. <laughs> the one fantastic line. Yeah, it's because I was like, "Oh, she hasn't talked your ass right." And at the end of the episode, when everyone comes back, and she's just like, "You know, uh, what was it? Uh, pra- was it the praise be
1: one? Praise be? Yeah,
0: praise, one? praise be, praise be these fruit lips or whatever. Yeah, uh, and just makes everyone laugh. I'm like, okay, she 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 keeps the comments locked and loaded. She's like, all right, they there'll be more effective if I only say one line every two weeks. But when she's I say that, silent line, Bob. It, yeah, it'll be hilarious. I I, I
1: know you you hate that me.
0: analogy. I also don't get the reference, honestly, but does he say things eventually?
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the whole okay. point, you know, Jane and Sam Bob is he talks constantly and he, and Bob says, like, one thing per movie and it's a joke that he'll say something, like, really important cause, and he thinks that whatever he says is really important because he only ever speaks so rarely.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, uh, the one the other notable scene, though, with this, uh, obviously Moira going through her own, her own sort of... Uh, uh, PTSD, I guess we'll call it for for lack of a better term mm. right now, is that she she's in a bar and it was funny because I actually wasn't sure if this was a flashback at first. I was like, oh, it doesn't have to be. It's in Canada. She can be at a bar. She can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she starts making eyes with this woman across the across the counter, and they end up having uh, some sex in the. Like a bathroom downstairs. It's like you know, underneath the club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's it's all one sided. She's she's just kind of like pleasuring the other woman, and then after she's done, the other woman's like, "Oh, now your turn." She's like, "I'm I'm good." And it's kind of awkward. It's kind of cold, and the other woman leaves, and she immediately washes her hands. And the other big notable thing, of course, is she gives the name Ruby. She doesn't give give her a real name. She gives the name that she was using in the Jezebel's place. Which I'm not gonna lie, I'm really glad that was in the previously on. I, I agree. I think they were smart to put that there. I would never have remembered that was the name she used there.
1: Uh, when it was in the previous on, I assumed it was just reminding us that she worked in the club, which is yeah. you know fair enough. But they they obviously they use that specifically like that point yeah. of her saying that name, uh, just so that this moment plays in case you forgot because. I might have forgotten that that's what her other
0: name was. Oh, I definitely forgot that's what her other name was. Yeah, I say, yeah like
1: I said, but I, um, if I'd heard it, I might have remembered and gone, oh, all sure. that's what she was called, Or I might have
0: just gone, oh, she's just given a fake name. I don't yeah, know which yeah. way I'd have landed. Um, so what do you think this means, her giving that name specifically? Because uh, my mind right kind of racing after this, I was trying to kind of like, not diagnose, that's, that's the wrong word, but try to kind of analyse the yeah. where a character was at this point. I think the first, more obvious one to go to is that she feels kind of disgusted with herself, so she's she's given herself the name of when she felt that way. I um, think
1: there's that. I think there's also an element of there was some element of safety in the club compared mm-hmm. to just being out everywhere else. You know, there was a, a strict rule set. She knew what she could do, what she couldn't do. She mm-hmm. got used to it, where and now the the freedom essentially is scary.
0: Yeah, it's basically that prisoner thing that some prisoners get, where if they're in uh, prison for you know decades, then they come out, they actually want to go back because they they, they, they don't know how a
1: function yeah. in society. And I think that's kind of how Moira feels; is she doesn't really know yeah. what to do with herself in Canada. She doesn't she you know, she just doesn't know how how to live anymore.
0: Yeah, she's trying to help new refugees, and that's a you know a noble cause, and one that makes sense, and she's almost pretending that she's okay by doing that, but clearly when the, the refugee earlier on starts talking to her about everything, she's she can't handle friend. it. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I think that's, that's, a, that's a good reading on it, and I'm... Uh, it's actually kind of funny to see this weird living arrangement with the three of them, essentially just yeah. being roommates. It's just kind of a funny thing. It is, yeah. Uh, Interesting interesting thing and obviously we knew it was Canada when we first saw her because there was snow global warming ain't got nothing for Canada actually that's something we laugh actually is when she's talking to the refugee right, you come to Canada they'll give you some maple syrup and you'll be on your way I'm just kidding don't actually give you maple syrup I'm like no if I land on Canada I want maple syrup handed to me as soon as I set foot in the ground
1: I think that should be the case now it should be Uh, just you know at every Canadian airport (laughs) Yeah, When you go through your to collect your baggage, mm-hmm. here you go, it's, it's some syrup. Yeah. Every time.
0: And if it's Canada Day, if you happen to land on Canada Day, they should be singing the National Anthem as they hand you the maple syrup. <laughs> Joel, I couldn't even tell you what Canada Day is. Oh, I don't know what date it is. I I just no. know the National Anthem starts with Oh Canada! Oh, yeah, that's
1: yeah. as far as I can do That's as, well. as
0: much as I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not making fun of Canada by the way. I quite, I quite uh, respect uh, Canadian land. Yeah, yeah.
1: I will laugh at the French canadian Canadians. <laughs> but... Canada
0: can gets so much shit from Americans, but honestly, it but rest of the world, reasonable. rest of the world, I think looks at Canada and goes, "Yeah, you're actually the decent, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the decent side of it all." Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, hey, so. Uh, is that, that, is that episode three? Uh, I that think up? covered it, yeah. Covered that with the maple syrup and stuff. Uh, so there you go. That is um, that is baggage. Uh, and of course, that's because Jun has baggage. Moira has baggage. Everyone in this episode has baggage. Not literal baggage, though, because June is travelling very late. She has no no bags with her. No, no.
1: Almost to a fault.
0: <laughs> almost to a fault. It's yeah. almost sort like saying we don't want them to take the title literally. We want them to know and be sure you know that it's metaphorical baggage. I am slightly baggage.
1: surprised that they didn't, so that, that that she can leave it behind at some point. And anyway, you know, so she's leaving a baggage behind.
0: This show is a better rate than that. I'm, <laughs> um, I don't know. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's very on the nose. No, but when it's on the nose, it always plays because it's really tr- true on the nose stuff, though. That's a bullshit metaphor. It's not a metaphor if it's literal. Yeah, but the whole thing is a metaphor for her actually leaving a real, you know, or no, metaphorical no, I baggage it, I behind. get it, but they don't—they don't have to play it like that in the episode. But just have it there <laughs> as the joke. Whereas when she sees the Salem sign, that's a bit on the nose, but it lands because it's true. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm with
1: you.
0: Hell, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if the, the entire thing was set in Boston just because it's near Salem, and they could they could have the Salem <laughs> sign. In the book, I mean, obviously, I know it's not... The show didn't decide that, but... They just go, and, yeah, let's, let's run with it. <laughs> and if it wasn't in the book, I, I bet the writer who thought, thought of this in the writer's room that day was just like, guys, I've got an idea for a scene. Yeah, yeah. Because maybe originally, you know, she wasn't waiting in like, the place with all the road signs. Maybe the, oh, they, she was hiding in, like, a, a factory or something, you know, some yeah. other place. And then, no, like, no, guys, the road signs. And it ends with Salem. Someone got some donuts for that idea. I'd give him a donut for that idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's Hamish Tail, episode three, season two. Let us know what you thought. This one ends. The comments below. Uh, a lot of good discussion in the last couple of episodes, actually. Um, lots of theories. Uh, there was, was a lot about the scene in episode one with uh, the hospital, with the uh, the women asking all the questions, and how you know some people are pointing out that. Oh, this is clearly, they're sort of, again, they're prepping the idea that they're going to be doing the Handmaid's thing, or oh, is this your biological kid, so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, because you,
1: you, at the time we, we had this, discussion, obviously, you read that as feeling racist. I still don't think it was. I, I don't change my mind on that. No, no, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, it has a a much more obvious thematic layer, almost. Oh,
0: absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think there was a lot going on in there. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of good comments with that and a lot of insight from... Uh, uh, various folks so uh so keep comments coming they're good to uh, hear other analysis and whatnot uh it definitely enhance the experience for i think us and everyone else if everyone kind of shares their their thematic ideas and whatnot so um what are you thinking are you disagreeing with Is that it,
1: no no i was just yeah you know, just just thinking yeah, you, know, you on, on the topic of the the racism have, have we seen any commanders that weren't just white i don't think we have no, I'm, i That's what I'm. I'm just. just I'm like, oh, you because know, the show's not dealt with a lot of you know race issues because you know, we, it's been all focused on June, and I'm just thinking, you know, from the ones that we've seen, I, I think they've all just been white guys.
0: They have. They don't seem to be uh, prosecuting anyone for not being white, but at the same time, no one seems it to be in power. To, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm
1: thinking. It's more so, institutional racism.
0: Rather than outright, we're going to kill you for who you are. Yeah.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, okay. So there's... Yeah, maybe Maybe we'll explore it later on. Maybe there'll be yeah, uh, maybe we'll. something to go. And uh, next week we have the... There's been so little Serena Joy in, like, the Commander this season so far, because they have only had a couple of scenes in the first one, that I'm expecting, like, a full wrath. Yeah,
1: it's got to happen, right?
0: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Serena Joy strikes back. Uh, that's next week's episode. Um... <laughs> so, uh, thanks very much for watching, uh, guys, on patreoncom slash TV If you want to support the channel, uh, like and subscribe, all these stuff. Uh, that's us. so. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got anything else?